Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6, Episode 8 is called Collision Course Part 1. Full spoilers for the episode as always, and of course our S.H.I.E.L.D. reviews are brought to you by one of our patrons, are sponsored by one of our patrons, uh, Tim Neal is sponsoring these, so thanks to him. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a long time since S.H.I.E.L.D.'s had a Part 1. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since anything I've seen has had a Part 1 in the middle of a season. Yeah, I mean, Shields had a lot of finales that were two-parters, but they typically aired them as one big two... Double, yeah. Yeah, one big two-episode, like, back-to-back thing on the, the final night. Um, and having finished the episode now is definitely the first half of a two-part. It ends on a big cliffhanger. <laughs> Do you know what? This cliffhanger reminds me of, like, every cliffhanger from a season of Doctor Who, like, two years ago. It's exactly the same cliffhanger. Of course you go to Doctor Who. Yeah. Of course you do. Well... The exact same thing. What? We've got a bomb and we're driving into a thing and... Yeah. That was one of them. That was, that was the exact same thing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, remember, I don't remember if it said. Did it actually say to be continued at the end? It didn't, no. Okay. But I think it was just... We're just past that clear. now. Yeah. We're, we're, I feel like that not being there is just a choice where TV shows don't want to do that anymore. It's not because, it, I mean, it should be there. In the sense that, yes, this is a to-be-continued episode. Yeah, I mean, if it had been there, I'd have completely got it. Um, the fact that it ended with, you know, shooting the, the rocket or whatever it was, or so, or looking at it, um, it was like, yeah, okay, it's pretty clear that, that okay, this is a to-be-continued. I was clearing the way for the catch. He was on the bed and he was jumping over at my lap. And he was eyeing it up uh... and I'm like, okay, right, I'll lift my arm so you can you get a clear shot. All right. Um, so, yeah. So we're working with Sarge, or Max working with Sarge, and they're, they're t- reluctantly going along with it. Uh, they're wanting details first, and Sarge is being, you know, infuriatingly vague, vague. Yes. about everything about every, you know how this works, who the who the bad person is, um, and it actually very quickly because you know we met Izel last episode, and she mentioned the like, artifacts on Earth she's after. And it we very quickly in this episode get to a point where we realize, oh no, she's she is directly connected to um, what Sarge is looking after, and she's look, the artifacts come from her, right? That that, that they belong to her people uh, or yes. her specifically, and it's kind of neat that we're dealing with those and that we're actually explaining where they come from. And yes, because I don't you mention it there. The artifacts are the monoliths. Or the monoliths, yeah. I've just switched to call them artifacts now because that's what they've been calling them in this episode. Yes. Um, um, it, but we get this neat thing where characters in all the plot lines kind of find this out or discover it in different places. Yeah, Mac and Yo-Yo are looking at like cave paintings and stuff like that and they're kind of like, you know, there's these these rumours of this goddess or demon named Izel and you know, these three things look familiar, don't they? Yeah, little monoliths. And then likewise, uh, Izel's on the ship with Fitz and Simmons and she's like, oh, you know, these artifacts, they can send people through time and space and Fitz just kind of light bulb goes monoliths so we have people in like various plots kind of realizing that this is connected to that stuff um but we have sarge who's forced to take two agents with him uh main uh sky specifically uh although ends up also including deke because he did a techie to fix his little doohickey Uh, because realistically just because Deke doesn't get enough time otherwise yes deke needs needs things to do and my oh my Snow, <laughs> Snow Bunny, um, 
<laughs> Sky's reaction to that when they catch them behind the curtain, uh, he says, Look, Sakoya dumped me, okay, and Snowbunny gets me. Snowbunny? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's I was, stuff. you know, when, uh, like, uh, Mac offered uh, Sarge a choice, so, right, you can take one of them with you. Mm-hmm. I was like, please be Snowflake, she's the most fun. <laughs> I actually ended up liking what the other two were doing during this episode as well. Oh, the other two are fine, mm. and, and I did like what they were doing, but she's the she's the weird one that's the most, you know, ent- actively entertaining. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know, because like, when she first looks decent up behind Deke and scares him a little bit, she's like, you have a very special soul, I think it's shiny. I'd love to see it spill right out of you. And then he just pauses and goes... Thank you. No, no, no. Deke, that sounds like she wants to cut you open and see your insides. Did a little bit, yeah. That that was not a euphemism for orgasm. <laughs> hey, I mean, it might have been, given where it, where it ends up later. Uh, I feel like they can mean both in this case. I feel like Snowflake's just the type of character where it's like, okay, sex first, murder after. Probably, yeah. <laughs> seems... Although, I like th- this is a recurring thing for her, because Sarge is like, oh, I prefer it when you just kill him. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hit or miss. Depend- if she takes a liking to you, <laughs> sex. Yeah. If she doesn't, then it's, oh, you're going to be a butterfly, let me kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so so they're on, on this. So a lot of this is just like them in the truck and try to like get information out of Sarge. Turns out he's got a magical sword, uh, which will work if he stabs Izel. And you know, Sky presses him for information. Aren't you curious why you are exactly like Coulson? Not just look like him. You have like the same DNA. Um, and it, oh, I actually kind of like the, the the small touch where he's like DNA. What's that? <laughs> like, yeah, what's DNA? Doesn't even care. Doesn't know. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm actually wondering if if it, it does come from Coulson in the sense like is this related to the fact that he was connected to Ghost Rider? Is it something to do with that? Is it related to the fact that I don't know? Because because we're, we're starting to talk about demons. And I feel like that sets us maybe down a different kind of path because what I thought was uh, interesting was the way Izel spoke about him. I know what he is. Yes, that was yeah, and and the implication that you know, you know Sarge has always been saying, oh, you know, I'm I'm here to stop the beast as he calls her, and mm-hmm. um, and stop her destroying things. But Izel, obviously, we don't trust her. But the the way she paints it is, oh, he stole these from us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no chance that Izel ends up being the good guy because she's, you know, obviously she she it turns out she's actually the mother of the Shrikes, right? She's the the yeah. one in charge of the Shrikes, um, and she's outright killing people body snatcher style with her with her Shrike birds on the on the ship, right? You know, it gets to the yeah. point towards the end where Fitz and Simmons are on their own and everyone else has been taken over as they're barreling down towards uh, Earth and specifically the structure that we'll get to in a minute. But um, so there's no way she's a good guy, right? But she really made me doubt. I mean, not that I was trusting Sarge before. Like, I was always skeptical. But the way she talks about it makes me think that his story's full of bullshit. And yeah, that... it's an interesting thing where she ha- we have no reason to trust her because she is obviously the bad guy. But she had no reason to really lie that heavily at that stage of where she was. Uh, and it felt like she was genuinely, you know, uh, had a hatred for this person. It... it it, the way it came across was somewhat genuine from her perspective, at least the way she believes it. Yeah, it could be a case of who's worse. Um, it could be that Sarge is still technically the the better of the two, and he is still trying to stop her. But when she says, you know, I know what he really is, like, 
you know because i mean the, for the first time in this episode we see him actually abandon someone he abandons snowflake when he realizes he just can't take her with him he's like oh well sorry <laughs> you know towards the end yeah. of the episode um and he's like she's on our side now yeah Dick's fallen for snowflake hard but to be fair she does try and help them find the bomb because we find out his backup plan is a is a really big bomb <laughs> yeah big bomb Yes, uh, obviously the actual bomb itself, not that big, but the explosion we're talking about here, uh, I believe they said 200 miles, or two, yeah, 200 miles yeah. radius, um, yeah. which is pretty big, and as May points out, that includes at least one city <laughs> in, the, you know, in the vicinity. Um, in the vicinity of 200 miles, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Probably, I mean, arguably more than one, it depends where they are, of course, there's a lot of... They do seem kind of out in the open, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So they, they could be in the outskirts enough that it is just one city. Because it feels kind of you know, Midwesty. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places in the US that do have a lot of open land, so I mean, it's not out of the realm. But at the same time, if this was like closer to any of the busier states, then it'd be yeah. like tons of cities. Um. So, oh, yeah, okay. You just jump over the monitor cap, you know, on you go. Um. So, no, so he makes his escape. Um, but, and I love how they bring the portal back. You know, he gets on the roof of the truck, and there's the circle and you drawn. See it drawn on there, and you're like, ah. But you immediately go, "Where's he going? Like, where's he going?" Which leads us neatly uh, back over to Jacko, and I was about to say Wacko. <laughs> We're not talking about these two. Uh, it's Jacko and Pax. Pax. There you go. Uh, so, so Mac promised promised Sarge that part of the deal of working together they'd stay in their base but they stretched the truth a little bit and said now we'll be in our mobile base so they're in the, the, the big Zephyr and uh, they have Davis is back Davis is back yeah uh, Pax is, is chained up uh, and Jack was inside the containment pod uh, nice that they've got a spare they didn't use all the containment pods on the uh, the Shrikes last time yeah yeah could have put them in two separate containment pods but sure there's clearly only room on each plane for one containment pod. It's got a spot with it, but it can go out the bottom, you know. Bullshit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, I love that 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 Pax actually like sort of tricks the guard and like gets out and he frees a jackal, but it's all for nothing. Almost, and I say almost because the one key thing that happens here that does help them is that Jacko takes his jacket off and puts it on the ground when he's outside of the pod. But other than that, Yo-Yo comes in and is like, right, guys, killing one of one of our guards is basically just meant that we're never going to let you just, you know, that that's we have to at least arrest you for murder now, no matter what you do. Um, but she, like, quickly just chains up Pax, who thinks he's got the upper hand because him and the big guy are, you know, out. And yeah. then I love how it takes her a few hits at super speed to, to get to get Jackal back think, in the pod. Yeah, the, the first one gets her most of the way, and then the second one gets her back in. Yeah, and she's like, "Damn, you're a big guy." Big. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which I liked their conversation earlier on when when uh, Max like, "Hey, like, I need you by my side during this," uh, knowing that that may be kind of awkward because of the past, blah blah. blah. Uh, but she's like, "You know, I'm not used to you saying that." It's like, "What this?" Is, no, no, calling someone else the big guy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Now you know what it's like always looking up at someone." Yeah. Um, that's all good. Oh, speaking of Mac, we have to talk about how he convinces Deke to go on this mission on the oh, truck. Yeah, that is gold. How about you do this mission, and I won't tell anyone why I'm a shareholder. It's like, oh, you, uh, you, you were being serious about that? Damn right, I was being serious. I'm going to tell Deke's her. Like, well, you know, that, that's also that's necessary. <laughs> and uh, it's like, 
Or even before he gets to like haggling up the percentage, he's like, "Oh, in that case, I'll just tell her that. I'll tell her about this computer thing, this glitch that I saw." Then he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Um, and second thought, I was like, "All right, how about five? No, actually, ten percent. I'll take ten percent." <laughs> and you do the mission. Ten percent, and he's not allowed to use any more shield tech. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's like, this is extortion. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the next time you see Deke as well, he's just muttering stuff going, 10%, what the hell was I thinking? That's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love I loved that that was not just a one-time joke. I love that we've remembered that Max a shareholder, which I convinced... Can't wait till she finds I know, out. which this is the thing. Because they brought it back this time, they are definitely bringing it up again, and she's going to find out. Absolutely. It's going to be a third time. Yeah, yeah. Roll of threes. Comedy, roll of threes. Yep. That's the arm. So... Yeah, so they're they're in the, the the truck and they try to find the bomb. They do find the bomb, but it's like, oh, it's all glowing. This is kind of this is right at the end of the episode when everything's kind of like you know ticking up on all the plots. Of course, something that happens throughout the episode is we see that a bunch of the human shrike hosts all meet up in this place in the middle of nowhere and let themselves be spiked and start forming a a, a structure of some kind. And the first time I ever saw these things, I said the the, the crystally nature of it reminded me of the Fortress of Solitude. This it really is. reminded me of the Fortress yeah. of Solitude. <laughs> It, it did feel like they were forming the, the fortress, didn't it? Yeah, just just with the dark element of uh, of like all these human bodies being the base. <laughs> well, yeah, just the the when you, when it pulled out and you saw all just the the crystals crisscrossing across each other and mm-hmm. uh, you know building into something, it looked exactly like what you think of as the fortress being built. Yeah, uh, although Sarge mentions that this is tiny right now. If it gets to, it'll get to ten times this size before long. At that point, it'll be too late. We have to deal with it now. Uh, mm. Which is why he wants to ram the truck into it with the explosive. Uh, Reasonable plan, to be fair. Outside of killing, you know, millions of people. Um, no, exactly. But again, on in his defense, he's saying, "Yeah, no, that is pretty bad that they're all going to die." But he is sta- he, in his mind, it's acceptable losses because of you know, okay, this is planets worth of destruction that that he feels like he's stopped. Yeah, but of course, um, he goes through the portal on the roof, which comes out of the jacket that Jacko left on the floor. A uh, really nice yeah. shot here, where it kind of flipped with him going through oh, the, it was nice, the portal. Yeah. And very, like I say, very convenient he got his jacket out because otherwise he'd have just been in the pod and tough shit. I think. I think what I like about that is that it shows how much of a just how smart Jack it was that he had. Even though this, this, he thought he was out at that point, he thought just in case I'm going to make sure. The portals. Yeah, he's not like a big dumb guy, is he? Yeah, no, I like that. That felt really smart on his part to just make sure that jacket was out there, um, and no one was going to question it. No, it's not like he was going, "Oh, I'll open the door and put his jacket in." Now, like, no, I've got him in. Of course, she yeah. thinks that's okay. Um, so he's like, "Oh, we're on the plane then, so we're going to take the plane." Fine. So they're going to steal the plane. Uh, Fez and Simmons, uh, Mason, you know, they get a little bit of intel from from Azel uh, early on in the episode. My favorite scene with them, though by far is Fitz getting jealous of himself um by asking about the wedding and like oh i'll always be the second husband i'll never be there for the first one and he's like so and she, she just about like, like sort of derails the conversation and then he, go, he pauses and goes so how was the uh how was the wedding night it was fun and she gives him this look and goes yeah oh yeah it was wonderful and he looks devastated and, he, and she goes but of course it won't it won't be anything like as wonderful as the next time will be and then he stops being jealous and completely changes gears to so oh, i wasn't was i not good enough i oh, was not good enough then and the look in simmons face when he changes from being jealous to being mad that she doesn't think he was good enough is oh, gold she's like shit you can't win this <laughs> 
if if she if she if she, if she badmouths original fits in the timeline he takes it personally if she says it was great he feels jealous <laughs> there's like no there's no middle ground and it's yeah there, there is there is no winning here no no it's, it's gold uh but yeah so you know they're there they try to communicate back in earth i try to like get those back up but they can't um because I, I thought yeah. there was a moment towards the end where they were going to, because it, they said on the ship that oh, this you know this ship's coming at the atmosphere. We're going to try and contact it. But then we cut to Fitz and Simmons, and he's like, "No, we can't contact. <laughs> we it just, can't receive." It just isn't working. Yeah, um, I enjoyed all the body snatchers moments that we were getting with oh, them. Sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know the guy with the the puffs. Oh yeah, which see when we saw them like fall out the little jar, they actually look like I'm convinced these are just an actual like candy they went and bought in a shop because they just look like um. Because the one that I saw that landed was like a little, uh, almost like a little seashell kind of shaped candy, and it was whatever color it was. Because there was a variety of colors, but it reminded me of like that sort of like hollow sugary type of thing you can get. Yeah, I get it. Do you know what they always look like to me? They look like little uh, like bath bomb things. Oh sure, yeah. That's what they look like to me. Mm. But obviously these are edible. No, uh, look, look kind of sherbet. Like hard sherbet. Yeah, I was gonna say they're too hard for you know regular sherbet. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? The hard candy that has like a sherbet feel to it. it. Yeah. yeah. That's the vibe I was getting. <laughs> We've really spent a lot of time analyzing these uh they look delicious, don't they? These little puffs. Um he's very protective of his uh, stash as well. He's like, No, I'm not sharing <laughs> <laughs> And that's how the other guy knows, he's like, Hey, he wouldn't have left these behind. Yeah, but then he gets overtaken, and it seems like the whole crew has been overtaken. So Fitz and Simmons once again are in a pickle. I'm shocked, I tell you. They can't keep themselves out of a pickle. Uh, to go back to Sergeant, that though, I did like how he keeps kind of questioning Sky, thinking that she's hiding something, and eventually she, he goes to stab her, and she like uses her power. It's like, oh, there it is. There's the thing. Yeah. You're not just a hacker. <laughs> yeah, all episode it's like, okay, he's he's gonna figure it out at some point. And I think it's worth mentioning uh, May saying that she, for some reason, feels that she can trust him. Like, I actually think I want to put stock in that on some level. I mean... She typically has a very good instinct. Yeah, and, you know, Sky's ready to question and say it just because he's wearing Coulson's face, but it makes me think that on some level he is, like, he does in some way come from Coulson, or he he is ultimately trying to do the right thing, even if, you know, he's obviously an extremist. Yeah. yeah. So... I mean, we'll we'll see where that goes, but now we a big cliffhanger. Uh, all this, you know, the ship's coming down. The truck's got the bomb in it, going towards the structure. Sarge is on the plane. He's going to try and take over. All this stuff's going on at the same time. That's you know, big ticking time bomb, literally. And yeah, and you've got um Mac and Yo Yo debating what they're going to do. Do they blow up the the truck, sacrificing their team, but doing it so it's out of range of you know of of the city, presumably. Mm. Um, but also that won't stop the tower. Do they, they're, they're at one point question just firing down the ship, but then they feel like they're just doing Sarge's work for him without, you know, questioning them. Uh-huh. So they're having a bit of a, a moral quandary there as it ends. Um, I'm sure it won't matter because Sarge will just come and take, take the bridge home. Yeah, yeah. Um, or try at least. We'll see We'll see how that fight yeah. goes. Because uh, Yo-Yo is very capable, you see. I, I think they have to... She is, but they have the, they'll have the element of surprise. Yeah, if they, if they quickly take out Yo-Yo first, then... They've got. A, they've, they've probably got it, haven't they? They've got a fighting chance, yeah. Um, and then after the cliffhanger, we still get our post-credit scene, as it were. Um, 
Uh, with Enoch, Enoch's uh, didn't wait, didn't last long before we saw some more Enoch. He's he's uh, getting together the uh, the the Chronicon, uh, you know, all, all the different pods of Chronicons that have been scattered throughout different planets. Uh, he wants yeah. to unite everyone and bring them together. But we also see the evil Chronicon, the Hunter, from before. Uh, and with another hunter dude, and they're like, yeah, you know, we need to find the Fitz and Simmons, and, you know, you know, Enoch's lost and it. Like, and they actually say, do you know what, we don't need to find them, we've got their minds already here. So presumably they kind of made a copy when they were in that machine. Here's here's what I'm thinking from this, though. We I'm have the... an AI of Fitz and, and Simmons in there? Uh, to a point, I'm not sure, like, we'll see. We'll see if this means there was duplicates made, or if it's just like they recorded their minds. Because I, I mean, I think Fitz and Simmons still have their minds. I don't think they stole anything. Or oh no, they like didn't that. steal it. Absolutely um, not. No. But here's what I'm thinking might happen from here. I, I think this might lead to some Nazi Fitz and Grudge John uh, Simmons being in the real world. I, I feel like we're going to their computer scans of their minds are going to lead to having those two around. Mark my Possibly, words. Yeah. Mark my words. <laughs> if anything, I hope the next episode is just this Chronicon. Well, not the next one because it's obviously going to fall up in the cliffhanger. But I, I want an episode of the Chronicon jacking into like you know their minds in that machine, running away from Leopold, and and just being like devastated by the evil versions of both characters. Like he, he had no idea what he was getting into. Not that even close. I, I yeah. think it could be fun. I could be into it. Um. Yeah. This is a weird one to like review on it. So it always weird with a part one of of two because because it is very much unfinished by its nature. Yeah, like the, the, none of the plots have resolutions. They all just kind of build up to a hey, you know, middle cliffhanger kind of thing. And yeah, and it is a, a proper cliffhanger. You know, traditional sense of, of of the word in part one here. And 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 it's typical like the time. I and mean, that's always true for Shield for me. But it went in so fast that when it when it got to the logo at the end, I was like, wait, what? No. Yeah, you feel it even more because. Usually, at least, you can feel things wrapping up. You can feel, okay, plots are concluding. You're like, okay, you know you're getting to the end on some level. Whereas here, we're still all in kind of set-up territory for the most part. Um, so you don't realize how far in you are. And I think um, the nature of this conversation was a little bit different as well, because normally we'll work through kind of plot line by plot line. And I tried to do that, but I was jumping around a little bit more. And I think the reason for it is because none of them have resolutions, there's not clear arcs in each one for me to like follow in my head. They all kind of <laughs> just go kinda... up and stop. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is all, all of them literally end at the same point. They're all converging. Yeah, exactly. So um, it becomes this thing where I want to talk about each one up until that point, and then I can talk about all of them ending together because they all end in the same place. So... Yeah, you know, sort of thing. Uh, which is not a big deal. I mean, the episode. This is not a complaint. The episode's really good. It's just been a it long time. It's been a long time since we've talked about a, a two part like this. It's it's weird. Yeah, we don't have them that often. No, I, either we watch a show where it's so serialized that everything's you know directly falling on from where the last one left off. Yeah. Um, Shield's one of the few network shows we still cover, and it does very much have a plot in each episode. Uh, but not to the same extent that you know like other superhero shows have. Like, you know, if, you, if you're talking about the CW shows, which you know, are nowhere near as good uh, by and large, um, you know they, they typically have more freak of the week episodes and and things like that. Yeah. Uh, too many, in uh, fact. But even but. the only one of those shows that even comes close to competing with Shield, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, is a cartoon for all intents yes. and purposes. And it's very much here's your thing this week. And there are overarching plots and character beats, don't get me wrong, but 
typically the episodes are mostly here's the shtick this week yeah oh to be fair to legends i thought that last season actually did set off a lot of nice plot lines that it paid off with at the end of the season it did yeah yeah more, yeah. more than it ever done before so i mean but it, it did them while still having the the kind of the freak of the week format for the most part yeah whereas obviously shield does have episode by episode plots but especially post season one i would say like it, it filtered out over time where more and more it just feels like the next part of the serialized story as opposed to yeah like everything this season has felt in advancing this singular plot it hasn't been like different threats coming from all over the place yeah. i mean it's always been no no no. it's about the strikes and you know, colson and you know and then fitz and simmons you know getting them back together and safe it's it's always been just in advance of that those plots yeah yeah and obviously now we're at the point where they're converging um yeah. i'm looking forward to mac meeting fitz again like I'm hoping they, they somehow get communications up or something, and we just we hear the like his voice comes over the comms, and like, maybe they're about to shoot down the ship, and like wait a minute, yeah, yeah, a Fitz, <laughs> a spark plug, that would be good. Sparky, what, what does he call him? I'm forgetting now because it's been so long. It's been something like that because he said that a few episodes ago when he when he was talking about him when he when he found he did, out he was yeah. alive, um, because yeah, it'd been a long time since he called him that before. Uh, yeah. that was a very, that was a very season two thing um do you believe there was a season of the show where mac wasn't there <laughs> Mac wasn't in season one it's crazy isn't it uh it's just weird weird to think that uh dear i love how imdb's description describes this actually to face the galaxy hopping hate beast that eats planets that's how they describe azel it's pretty good uh Hate Galaxy beast. hopping hate beast. That's a hell of a title. The heat, the eats planets. Uh, sorry not to think of Galactus when you, you hear the the eats planets part. It is a little bit, yeah. Yeah, not no, that she makes me think of him in any other way. Um, no. Assuming she actually, you know, eats planets. We'll see how true that part ends up being. Um, but I, actually, what I'm thinking, uh, uh, Enox thing is going to lead to. I think ultimately we're going to have a cal- cavalry of uh, like Chronicon like fleet coming in to help and save the day at the end of the season. I think that's yeah, where, that could be cool. I yeah. can see that's where it's leading to where they're, they're down, they're outnumbered, and then like Enoch like is basically on your left and tons of Chronicon ships come yeah. in. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. Uh, that's episode 8 though we'll be back for part 2 uh, next week uh, so let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff uh, get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates you can support the show of course by uh, rating us on your, your podcast app apple podcast whatever it is helps other people find the show uh, you can of course go to patreon.com slash TV, much like Tim Neal who sponsors this show uh, but you can support us over there for as little as $1 per month and get some stuff early get some bonuses of certain shows and, and other things like that and of course more and more of the in some of the other tiers so go have a look before um, we go just like I, said, I don't know how long it had been there but there was a cursor over my face then and i didn't appreciate it <laughs> i'm so sorry i was just making sure i got the correct name for the sponsorship how dare i uh, it, it, yeah how dare you how dare i pull up my my windows post-it note with my my exactly. list of names on it <laughs> Dick. The worst part is it wasn't even immediately noticeable because it was a, it was a like one of the like a word document cursor, you know, like the 
when you got the, yeah. the bar, like like almost like a letter I. It was one of those. Ones. I love I love how much time we're spending on this, even though it's not in the recording. This is something only you see. Well, I don't care. I want I want it to be known that I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> it's not in the recording, so that was just blabbering for a minute for no reason, complaining <laughs> from the ginger. Isn't that like ninety percent of our content? 70%. Come on. Give us some credit. Sure. Give us some credit. Uh, as for other stuff, uh, check out other content we are doing. We are working through Stranger Things Season 3 at the moment, as we are too old to die young from Amazon. Uh, weekly reviews going up of Legion, Big Little Lies, The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, we're almost returning to Star Trek The Next Generation. We'll be starting Season 2 of that very, very shortly. We finished Season 1. We did all the original series. So have a look at, at that yeah. stuff. Um, we just finished Dark Season 2, so all of those reviews are there now. Indeed. So, uh, And as for the superhero stuff, me and Matt just talked about Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, that review's up uh, on the YouTube, or you can find it on the Male Fuzz Movies uh, podcast feed. So uh, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>